Welcome everybody to the Resistance Broadcast, TRB, whatever you want to call us. I'm John, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, We have our discussion show set up for you where we're going to talk about whether or not it has finally happened. Has he become the chosen one? No, no, no. Not Anakin. Not Luke Skywalker. Not Rey. Moff Gideon! Is he the one who's going to end a arguable villain problem that star wars may have uh we'll find out when season two kicks off the mandalorian well actually when we see all of season two the mandalorian but um with me as always is james and Lacey. uh so i personally think star wars is at a villain problem i i know we kind of had that discussion i don't know if you're both on the same page with that are you guys online with that do you feel like star wars kind of has that villain problem still i mean i don't know that he's He's the chosen one, but he might be one of the ones. Right. Well, that's yeah. that's big. That's, that's huge. <laughs> that's what uh, I think. That's how he phrased it. Yeah. No, I, I I I can understand the villain problem. I think Star Wars is fine, and I I listen to the stories and I hear the stories. But I think you're right. I think we need this. Like, um, who's the dude from The Walking Dead? Um, I forget. Like the guy with the the bat and the Negan. Negan, yeah. Like I think I think Star Wars needs a Negan, like Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Like, He's got to have that cool that voice. That guy sucks. He's like I'm gonna like, kill you oh, guys because I sound so cool. And because he's the worst, that's why he's awesome. That's why like, yeah. I freaking love that, that season. Guy, was he's nuts. the worst? Yeah. 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 <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. You ready to solve that villain problem, Lacey? Yeah, you know, it's funny you say that because obviously Darth Vader is one of the best villains of all time and Palpatine's, he just sucks, but like he's a good villain. Um, But it's funny because the sequel trilogy, when it started, Kylo Ren was a great villain. You were like, oh, this guy is evil, 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 terrible person. Very good. I like that Kylo Ren. And then, you know, Last Jedi kind of threw that out, but... I mean, we've had glimpses of stuff with Phasma and Krennic, but I I really want Moff Gideon to just be like, not redeemable, not relatable, just a bad guy, terrible person, hates everyone, just there for himself. Like, that's what I want. Yeah. And um, I mean, we're going to get into it. We're going to have what I... I don't know how this added to my... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was moving my hands down like that's adding to my my points. I didn't understand you until you started going like this. Right. I know, just really, I, just. I grew. Yes. I, my mom's side of the family is a lot of Italian in there, and if you don't use your hands to talk, you're not. What you say doesn't really. matter. I don't know what to do with my hands. Yeah. Um, but no, we're gonna. I think we're gonna have a really good discussion on that. I'm looking forward to that a bit later. But um, uh, one with the force is back, uh, baby. And um, we are putting a will of the force on hold this week to get into those difficult choices that we have to make when there's only one to make. <laughs> I rhyme make with make, I think, but hmm. that's okay. Uh, James, one with a force. Let's get it going right now. The force is with me, and I'm one with the force. John, it's okay when you rhyme two words together. I'm pretty sure that like Eminem does that too. I think Limp Biscuit did that too. I love Eminem. I love Limp Biscuit. <laughs> no one <laughs> loves Limp Biscuit. Uh, hey, I will tell you what though. It, go on any like Pandora or Apple Music or anything like that and put on Limp Biscuit Radio, and you will be like, 
I loved all these songs. I'm not saying I didn't like them back in <laughs> yeah. like high school. Like I definitely bought Significant Other and 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 well, uh, even beyond Limp yeah. Biscuit, like it's like it just plays this other like rap rock song that you're like, oh yeah, I forgot about Edema or <laughs> like yeah, all those guys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, crazy town or something. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. Isn't that the butterfly band? <laughs> yeah, it is the butterfly yeah. Mm-hmm. song. Man. Yeah. All right. Um, All right. one with the force this week. Uh, thanks for that marvelous introduction, Baze. Um, we have that was amazing. Uh, it was amazing. Ugh. Um, we have four topics this week, so let's get to them. Um, first one, we gotta choose just one, just one answer to this. Uh, besides Din Djarin and Baby Yoda. You can use a get out of death free card, essentially. So bear with us on this one, on one character in The Mandalorian Season 2. Uh, ensuring that one character doesn't die this season, who are you going to use it on? Uh, Lacey, you're going first on this one. What do you think? Who's who's your card? Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon. Yeah, I want him to stick around. He's going nowhere. <laughs> you're going nowhere. I got nowhere. you for three minutes. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Is All that right, your macho um, man, Randy Savage? Yeah. Bone saws, Randy. Can you, can you oh, do it bone saw, actually. Wait, yeah, yeah just it? Spider-Man. Accurately. Can you do it again? No. It was a one-time thing. I mean, it's permanently on the show now, so. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you John, three minutes. Three minutes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I pinned him in two. I, at first, I thought you were doing the guy from Boondock Saints. No, I was doing with? Bonesaw from Spider-Man, which is one of the best characters ever. No way. The people with the cardboard saws where they're just in the audience. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so good. Uh, who do I think? I'm going, I'm doubling down. You know that. I'm, I am all in on the Gideon. Uh, Moff Gideon is my guy. I hope he sticks around. Uh, like he's saying, seasons three and four. I hope he's around for both those. So, uh, yeah, that's Everyone my in the comments, right? Lacey, I'm so happy you're such a good Moff, Get- Moff Gideon fan. <laughs> such a big Moff Gideon right, fan. Right, that you're such a yeah. good Moff Gideon fan. Because <laughs> nothing makes John more angry when people are like, Lacey loves Kylo. John's like, I always loved Kylo. Well, to be fair with the Kylo thing, <laughs> I was a huge Kylo Ren fan before you were even on the podcast. Like, that was my thing. People are like, oh, you like Kylo Ren? Like, yeah. Hashtag Lacey loves Gideon. Um, I mean, that's fine. <laughs> um, but everyone, Hashtag Lacey is giddy for Gideon. Yeah. Come on Giddy now. up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not even going to get started. Uh, <laughs> no, I, everyone should be giddy for Gideon, though, I think. Um, I think I, like, came up with that, though. You no, know, it was, like, kind of my thing. <laughs> Uh, I'm just kidding. So get out of death free card is going to Moff Gideon for me too. So that's two get out of death free cards for Gideon, I guess. Uh, okay. Well, it's weird because when I, I, I must not have put very much thought into this because I was like, I feel like the only answers are either, um, uh, Cardoon or, uh, grief Karga. And now you guys both said that and I'm like, Oh yeah, well that that seems like that's the more obvious one. Uh, I'd I'd rather it be the Mandalorian and and this ongoing villain uh, than I think probably anybody else because I think you know you could lose those characters along the way. Although I I do kind of find it hard to believe that they would kill off Cara Dune at well, this point, and it could I feel be, like she's kind of a side character. Like don't forget like characters like Omera and stuff like that too. Like we may see them again. Yeah, it's always possible. But I, I just think, don't think, I think those characters have a big it. impact on the story, though, like Moff would. 
When yeah, like James everybody right, else can die, but it's these two people. Unless James' you know? theory is right, and at the very end of the whole series, he like goes and he's with her, and he takes his helmet off, and he's like, "I'm not a Mando yeah. anymore. I'm Din." I'd hate that. I'd like that actually. Give me the happy ending for Mandalorian. Although I think he's gonna can die you... like Logan. I think it's gonna happen. okay. Can can just for funsies? Can we change this a little bit and be like, okay, Din Djarin, obviously the Mandalorian, he's gonna make it out, but Baby Yoda is on the chopping block too. I die. You can't because then everyone you picks change. That. It's yeah. a baby. Yeah, I change it to Baby Yoda. I would okay. change it to who would you bring back that's died? We've done that though. I think. Did we? Yeah. I would probably say IG Love. I have another. I have a. I have something like that for the next time we do this. Um, right. For a different uh, movie, but um, James, what was your answer then? Was it Gideon? Yeah, it's got to oh, be Gideon. Okay. Oh, ding, ding, ding. I mean, mo- more so than the All others. Right. Yeah. God, we always agree. <laughs> well, usually on one, I, on I, one I, with the force, it's harder <laughs> because you could pick anything. Like really, like it's sure. You know, whereas yeah. it's either will they or won't they, and will the force. So this is a big moment for us. I'm just poking fun because <laughs> we really don't always agree. Yeah. We're such good chemistry. Um, Let's see where we <laughs> go in the next up, one. Assuming Ahsoka is making her live action debut in The Mandalorian, if there could o- there can only be one. <laughs> one other character from the main Rebels ghost crew, not a character that was in Rebels, but just a character that was uh, part of the ghost crew uh, that makes their transition to live action, who would that person be? Which one would you want it to be? Um, John, one other character besides Ahsoka, I, which she was not actually part of the Ghost Crew, but we're gonna. I'm you know, take. I have my answer, but I'm taking my John McEnroe backhand and smacking the ball back to you because no one likes the Rebels Ghost Crew more than you, my friend. So I want you to let us know first who you would like to see. Um, gosh, it's it's really hard, but I think I think there's two main choices here. Um. And I think it's between Sabine and Ezra, but for me, it's got to be Ezra. Okay. Um, Sabine's gonna be hard to to not see her in live action. You know, at some point, I think they could really do something cool with that. But I think overall, when I talk about like the interest in and um, I don't know, it's like it's like Mandalorian or Jedi. You know, it's like it's hard to pick between those two. That's true. But I yeah. honestly think my connections with with Ezra as the character being the Padawan of my favorite fictional character. And now we know that he's off somewhere like potentially with Thrawn. I think that just that whole story just has more, uh, anticipation for me to see it as a live action debut rather than, uh, Sabine and, and Ahsoka as well. So, so I I don't know. What do you think? I, I would love to see, how they pull off Zeb in live action. I think that'd be interesting Uh, to see from an aesthetic point of view. And you have the same guy Mm -hmm. do the voice, of course, Um, which I forget his name right now, sadly. You could take Baby Yoda to um, his home planet. Yeah. Um, But I'm actually going to say Kanan, Jairus, uh, Mm -hmm. before he meets Ezra and see what he was kind of getting into evading the Empire and and being a, a... a Jedi who fell through the cracks. Um, I He could pop up in a few places, I think. Uh, and I'm not sure who you would cast for the role or whatever. It'd be some kind of tall string bean with long hair. But um, I, I think that'd be cool to see Kane. And, and I don't know. Uh, I, I'd like that. Because I feel like we're going to see the others more likely. So I think it'd be interesting to get a wild card and be like, Yersi, you're going to get some Kane and Jarrus live action stuff. 
Mm-hmm. It's probably not likely, yeah, I, but I, if I this is a fantasy land, we pick one. There you go. Yeah, I get that. I have a little bit of hang up on like his not hang up, but like the reason I wouldn't pick him is because like of other things that have come out about his past and stuff. So, but anyway, Lacey, which one of the ghost crew are you picking? I'm getting like super confused, and this always happens. Timeline wise, <laughs> is Rebels before this or after this? After what? A- after what? Mandalorian. Oh well, because it's not related yeah, to Mandalorian. This could be any live just, action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just want to see a character from. Oh, yeah. oh, that's where I was getting confused. Yeah. Okay, then Ezra. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, There's a lot yeah. of questions about him, and I think people want answers. And I think he would be the most. He would be the perfect character that I think would make a ton of people happy because there would be answers to those questions that they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that. I, yeah, it, it's all about. I mean, I get it, John. Kanan as well but like the way Rebels ended it's all about Sabine and Ezra seriously like big question mark (laughs) yeah and and Hera too like is kind of getting she's getting the video game live action treatment Mm -hmm. and Hera's she's been in so many other stories like they just kind of slip her in I mean like we we see the ghosts and we just assume it's her piloting so it's like it's kind of like she's already we've heard her name in a movie you know I feel like Hera's kind of gotten a little bit of of good treatment from from them mm-hmm. and i feel like zeb i don't know big part of alphabet yeah. squadron too yeah yeah so she's she's getting it all right what well, uh what do we got next let's pretend just for a second here that lucasfilm has greenlit a story that marks the return of ben solo right after the events of the rise of Skywalker, somehow they're going to make that happen. Um, what's even more difficult though. The only problem is that Adam driver refuses to return. So they're doing it without him. Uh, put yourself in the position of the casting director. Who is going to be your top choice to replace driver as Ben solo Lacey, you're going first on this one. What, what do you pick? I don't like the idea of replacing Adam driver, but to play the game, I would say the obvious choice, Keanu Reeves. They look alike, and he could play an older Ben Solo <clears throat> or Kylo Ren-ish character. Obviously, he's not Kylo mm-hmm. Ren anymore, but you know what I mean. Um, mm-hmm. because- That's number two. It's not as good as my pick. You'll. But <laughs> and the reason I'm saying three. this, because most people will, like, will say, oh, what about Finn from Stranger Things? The kid's 17 years old, so you can't have him play Ben Solo because he's not old enough and he's not mature enough. So you'd need someone either older than Adam Driver or about his age. And I did a lot of looking at actors. It's I was playing casting director and like Googled like actors that look like Adam Driver. The only thing that came up was that cat that looks like Adam Driver. That was the only thing that came up and Keanu Reeves. So I'll go ahead and step in. That is my number one answer. The cat. The cat. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> I mean, I love actors like I feel like Penn Badgley from You and Gossip Girl would be very good because he's got that like brooding kind of dark side underneath, like, but can be charming at times. But he looks nothing like Adam Driver. And whether you want to accept it or not, when you're casting something like this, they got to look alike. And Keanu Reeves is the only one that I can think of that like they could play brothers because they look so much alike. Yeah. So, James, what, do you have a real pick? Um. Yes, the cat. <laughs> okay. Um. See, I mean, it, re- really, 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 it's Keanu Reeves for sure. I mean, he looks just like him, and and you're gonna score big bucks with like, hey, I would love to see that, but 
you tell me that they're going to replace him with Keanu Reeves, I'm not mad. Yeah, you're not I mad. I want to be mad. Like, okay. I'm not mad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I think that's like, even from like a PR standpoint, that's probably the best way to handle it. Um, the only other aspect him. to this, and, and I, you know, I don't want to pull under a rug under, you know, what John might say here too, but the Finn Wolfhart thing, if you want to go down the line, this question does not specify when the movie is being made. So you could also potentially be casting him in 2030. You know, I mean, that's fair. I took it as like, hey, yeah. they're doing this right now. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm just saying I, I thought about him because he was born in 2002, and- guys. <sighs> I feel old. <laughs> yep. John, what's Wait, your pick? Who was who, born who in 2002? Finn Wolfhard. He's he's 18. <laughs> he's 17. Two. It's 2020. His birthday hasn't well, yeah, happened yet. Your, your birthday. Oh, oh, come on. Yeah. We're at the end of the year. Thank God. My <laughs> um, so mine's mine's tricky because I, you know, Keanu Reeves is the obvious one because you know the lookalike stuff. Um, my pick is probably a little controversial because he's in a little bit of like cancel heat due to mm. allegations. But Ezra. No, but that's actually not a bad oh. choice. Uh, Ansel Elgort. Um, oh no! Nope. Mm-mm. What? <laughs> nope. Not. Nope. Not even. Nope. Not recognizing that. No. <laughs> denied. Why? Wait. Why is it denied? The council has spoken. Denied. The the council has spoken. No. The council <laughs> the of council no, fans. No. I'm just saying. In a in a like a, I, that would have been the pick had he not been in trouble. I guess is what I'm saying. Um, because again. You know, I'm not going to get too far into this. Like, everyone thought Johnny Depp was this total, you know, what? And turns out he didn't do anything. I'm just saying this guy's alleged to have done something. He's in a lot of trouble, so I wouldn't cast it. He was auditioning. He was almost young Han Solo. Didn't get that role. I'm just saying. Good thing he didn't. Yeah, I'm just saying. In in a bubble, I could have seen him do it because he's the same height as Adam Driver. He has that, like, paley, bony-looking face. Uh, He would have been a good pick for it. That doesn't mean I... This isn't real life. So I hope people understand that. I um, thought you were going Ezra Miller. Yeah, he he got in trouble also, too. Though. Also, bad choice. Yeah. Well, well based on his description, though, he was like, I probably wouldn't do this because he's kind of... In no, like, I know. Know. I know. That's the whole thing. <laughs> Keanu Reeves is perfect. He's a treasure. He deserves all the success. I just... I, Absolutely. I, I wanted After to pick cat. Keanu Reeves, but are the three of us... Like, how boring is that? All three of us are picking Keanu Reeves, so... It's not boring because uh, it's Keanu Reeves. <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite Keanu Reeves movie? So... I would have said that, The that, Matrix. However, it's changed to The Lake House. He's very good in that movie. So is this my favorite movie that he's in or my favorite movie about Let's like, say his he performance stars in the in, movie? Yeah. My favorite movie that he stars in? Oh, God. It's like a bonus of one with the force. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, because it's Keanu Reeves. Probably Bill and Ted. Really? I'm going Point Break. I just I I'm I'm a big Bill and Ted fan, man. And Face the Music did not get bad reviews, man. No, no, no. I People still are like, yeah, yeah, I haven't seen it. I heard it's I heard it's good. I want to see it. But um, I mean, it's it's not like a great movie, but it's like it's like watching Bill and Ted or or, or even Bogus Journey. Just I mean, like, John Wick. These are bad movies. I love a lot them. of people. Are f- I love them. a lot of young yeah. young young people just found Keanu Reeves via John Wick, you know, and they don't realize mm-hmm. that. And that other movie on Netflix where he plays himself. 
Yeah, I mean this guy's like follow your dreams. We're talking just about make it happen. Thir- 30 plus <laughs> years oh, of yeah, yeah, awesomeness yeah. from Keanu Reeves and some of these people need to dive back into the old uh, catalog. Speed. I didn't even say speed. You know, speed. Speed is so good. My Private Idaho, he's amazing in. Um, I'm sure we could look at his filmography and be like the teddy bear interviews that he did for, you know, Canadian broadcasting early in his career where he went to a teddy bear convention. Classic. <laughs> He's so, so we genuine. are officially <laughs> changing TRB to a Keanu Reeves podcast. As, as long as it's not an Ansel Elgork or whatever his name is podcast. Ansel Eldork. Lacey, let's not, let's <laughs> not blow Got this him. up into a bigger thing so that Ansel I get canceled idiot. for having. <laughs> like well, anymore. how about how about we cancel uh, four directors in the next question? Yeah, this is going to be uh, interesting. Which living Star Wars movie director would you bring back to direct one more Star Wars movie knowing that whoever you choose, the others can never direct a- another again. They can never <laughs> come back to Star Wars ever again. The choices uh, are George Lucas, J.J. Abrams, Gareth Edwards, Ryan Johnson, or Ron Howard. Uh, John, you get to go first on this one. Oh my God, this is so hard. <sighs> like I, I, I hate to be the guy, but I felt like it was easy for me. Really? Hmm. Yeah. Um. Uh. Hey, John. What the hell? Uh. Hey. <laughs> what? Uh, is your JJ a Southern guy? Is that... No, it, it actually turned into the teacher counselor from South Park. Didn't what the mean hell? To. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. the hell? Um, I think I did the same thing. I just copied you. I'm gonna go with. Something eventually. Uh, hey, John. Hopefully. I'm gonna say uh, Ron, I'm gonna say Ron Howard. Ron mm-hmm. Howard. Yeah. All right. And he's gonna do episode ten. He's gonna do makes a little two happen. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um. So Ryan Johnson, Gareth Edwards, J.J. Abrams, George Lucas canceled. Never makes it. Another movie. All right, Lacey. What do you think? No, you go, James. Mine's George Lucas. Um, I I I think. I think so much has happened uh, with with George and the prequels and everything like that. I think if for whatever reason there was some sort of planets aligning and he was able to come back, um, I think not only would fans handle it a lot better, um, but also I think George himself would probably handle it a lot better. Um, and I think that uh, also the potential of the, the fandom just in general of... Um, saying like, okay, whether you did or didn't like Disney, we're all going to be interested to see what George has to do, uh, you know, 20 some odd years later. Um, also, that being said yeah, too, like, I, I don't think I would, I don't think I would lose sleep over JJ Abrams, not being able to do another star Wars movie. You know, uh, Gareth Edwards did his part. Ryan Johnson did his part. I mean, that's kind of a bummer too. Um, and Ron Howard stepped in, owned it. Um, you know, doesn't need to do another Star Wars movie um, unless we're talking Solo 2 of course but yeah George Lucas for me I think that's I think that's my easy pick I wouldn't yeah I mean my George Lucas thing is it depends on who he surrounds himself with because Marshall Lucas yeah you know we can go down that rabbit hole again but all right sure cool Lacey yeah I agree with both of you and what just John just said it's that my pick is George Lucas if he's not writing it if he's mm. just directing it because 
he shined when other people helped him write and helped him give feedback or gave him feedback. But when he was in charge and he was kind of like overseeing everything, I don't think he got the best work out of himself. And that's just with anybody. I don't think it's him in particular because it's George Lucas. I think, like John said, it's the people that were surrounding him. So I would say George Lucas, for the reasons you said, James, I think it would be really good for fandom. I think it would be cool to see George back. We've had conversations where George just doesn't seem as happy about Star Wars anymore. So it'd be nice to see him be excited about it again, seeing as it's like his thing. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, no, he wouldn't be able to write it. I would like someone else to write it. Yeah, I, I, I still think I think part of I think you guys are right, but I think you're right in the sense of that is what is what happened to the prequels, you know. So I kind of look at that one and I go, I think twenty years later, he probably would handle it a little bit better I, and surround himself in the right people. And even if he didn't, then we get another prequel movie. Uh, you know, it's funny. You know, great story, I, bad dialogue. I, I agree. You know, yeah. But he wouldn't be the boss anymore because he sold to Disney. So that w- I don't think that would happen the same way. Um, yeah. yeah. Imagine the articles George like Lucas. George Lucas got told he couldn't do things with Star Wars. Like <laughs> it would yeah. literally Star Wars would be over. I think. I think it would just. Kathleen end. Kennedy puts her foot down. George on Lucas is George. like, I wanted to do a giant walking fish monster, and they didn't let me. And they'd be like, What? Yeah. Um, uh, no, I, I went from the perspective of not to prolong the the topic, but like who's the best director out of the group, and I think Ron Howard. In terms, oh, of I agree with career. you, Ron Howard. Yeah, they're is all my grit- second they're pick. All very good. I just no, Ron by. Howard was my second pick. Yeah. It's just George mm-hmm. with all the stuff that comes with George, yeah. and I think how everybody collectively really likes George now. I think it would just be good for fandom. Yeah. It is pretty crazy though when like Gareth Edwards is sitting there and he's probably did like my favorite Star Wars movie. I thought you were gonna say him, honestly. Nah, I mean, I understand that it was like, you know, midway through the movie, like stuff started kind of falling apart and he needed help and stuff. So I don't know. I mean, Mm. not that any of these others didn't do that, but whatever. That's it for um, one with the Force. Um, That was a good one. I thought we had a lot of good discussion, including Keanu Reeves talk. Love Uh, me some John. What's up? What's up next on the podcast? All right, it's time for our Thursday discussion. Obi-Wan once thought as you do. All right, guys, this week, uh, is Moff Gideon the cure to Star Wars villain problem? Uh, now, some I'll just preface this off the bat. Some people may not think Star Wars has a villain problem, and I get that. But we've kind of been talking about that as a collective on the podcast that we think they sort of do because sometimes they kill people off too early or whatever. But anyway, so here's here's the pitch. Star Wars has had plenty of classic and menacing villains over the course of its history, but has found itself in a situation where it tends to kill off its villains too quickly or has its villains find their way back to the light or simply have villains that don't live up to the shadow cast by cinematic icons like Darth Vader and Sheevy Babes Palpatine. Mm. So maybe some of us, like I said, don't think Star Wars has a villain problem, uh, but but here we are. So enter Moff Gideon. We don't know a lot about him yet, but uh, he sure felt different when we saw him on screen and heard him speak. Uh, we're four weeks away from learning more about the main antag- antagonist of The Mandalorian. Four weeks as of tomorrow, actually, from tomorrow. So the question is, can Moff Gideon cure be the cure for the Star Wars villain problem. So I'm going to start off. Obviously, you know, it. it's no shock that I am very excited to see what 
he brings to the table and elevates this character to to season two. I like the idea that this is a different Star Wars villain. Now, I loved Kylo Ren, but it was sort of, even from an in-story way, a tribute to Darth Vader. He wanted to be like Darth Vader. He obsessed himself over Darth Vader. This guy seems like a Hannibal Lecter, more of a... Um, and I know that, you know, people say he, there's shades of Thrawn there in terms of um, his calm demeanor and how he's uh, very precise. But I will say this. There is a level of fear when someone is so calm and so collected when they're saying things that when you separate how they're saying it to what he's saying and then you realize what he's saying you're like oh my god that is horrifying because he's looking at me with a straight face like he's ordering a sandwich and he's telling me that he is going to kill us he's going to get what he wants and do all these things um i'm very very interested in this villain and i hope that he is in it for the long haul and this becomes a real battle between him and the mandalorian over four seasons and it's not he drops off and there's the new big bad, his boss, that sort of thing. So I think they really have something special here with Giancarlo Esposito. And I think Favreau, I hope Favreau, and he's very, uh, you know, you need you don't need to say anything about Favreau. He, I, I think he understands that. And uh, I think we're in for a really, really amazing arc with this villain. So that's my, that's my take there. So, and I think Star Wars has a villain problem. So I do think we may have, uh, at least for this show anyway, a bit of a cure to Star Wars' aching villain problem. So um, you guys, you know, whoever wants to pick up from there. Do you agree? Do you guys agree that uh, Star Wars does have the villain problem? We touched on it at the top of the show. And what do you think this character can bring to in- inject new flavor of villainhood into Star Wars? And can he solve that problem? Go ahead, James. Go ahead, me. Um mm-hmm. I don't know, Mon. I, man, I like. I don't like know, Mon. About, Mon. Yeah, well, Mon I was Calamari. Thrawn. I was getting ready to say Thrawn. Um, I, I, I like what you said about him, kind of having a little bit of that Thrawn um, aspect to him, um, because I, Thrawn is a villain in Star Wars, and I think he's he's more notable for his stuff that isn't in canon right now. You know. Um, because the stuff that's in canon as a villain, it's only Rebels season three and four. That's really all we have. Because basically every every other book that we've gotten of him, every other story has been kind of from his point of view. And he is, is essentially taking out other bad guys. Um, you know, he's kind of playing the, the hero role. Um, but... I think that you're right that this character has this sort of like, um, hey, you think you may have a way out, but I like almost like Saw. He's like, I've already planned. I already know what you're going to do in all these different things. And this is crazy because it only really comes from one scene. It comes from this scene of him standing outside with all the troopers. He has them set up a, a thing. He recites all of their back histories and he says, I'm going to get that baby one way or another. And at the end of the day, even though Din Djarin defeats him, I think he still has already set up this potential that he's crazier than than you even know like okay i underestimated that group of people next time i will not you know right the final point there of you know 
backing up everything that he said um, and believing that he, in fact, can be the one that will not underestimate them the next time is the fact that they showed you that the the Darksaber. Because the Darksaber immediately goes, it, it just adds so much leverage to his, oh, he has already taken out so like many clout. other people. Yeah. Even if you even if you don't know what the dark saber is and know how it's connected to Mandalore as the whole, you just look at that and go, "He has a lightsaber. He must have killed Jedi." You know, it's not even really like the truth of the situation, but it's enough to just say, "Holy crap. I can't wait to see how that like non-force using guy or maybe he does have the force. I don't know whatever it is. He has this uh, a huge potential in front of him. And it's kind of crazy to think that we think this guy could be the one to come in and just like fix the problem that hasn't been able to be solved since Darth Vader and the emperor. Um, but I think that, you know, it's, it's the Mandalorians um, title to lose right now, you know, cause they have the potential to really right. make this character. Yeah. Um, someone um, like, I think I was mentioning earlier, you know, Negan, um, who is a totally human character, but he can dominate over all these other people just by his um, ability to kind of control the situation and could control the room. You know, I think that's uh, that's kind of in a way that we're like headed towards because media in general, the, the biggest villains have been like Marvel, for instance, has just been like people with sheer power. Like we're afraid of Thanos because Thanos has the gauntlet, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it's it's sometimes I think these more I think that's why Theron is so powerful is because he doesn't have all of those powerful aspects. He's powerful because even without those aspects, he still can take you down. Right. Just through the system, through m- mere mind manipulation and gaming you, you know, till you're you can't do anything more you have no more moves yeah um and i think that is just like such a crazy-minded villain that this person could potentially grow into i know so Lacey, where where are you at coming into this do you um do you think star you, you think star wars has a, that bit of a villain problem obviously with palpatine returning right yeah i I feel like they fell back on Palpatine because they were like, what do we do here? And they always start off so strong. You know, they started off strong with Kylo Ren being a certain way, with Phasma being a certain way, with Snoke being a certain way that you're like, oh, where are these people going? I would even argue that Krennic was a character early on that I was like, oh, this guy is going to be the bad of the bad. He doesn't care. Like the beginning of Rogue One, he's killing people. Um, you know, doing what he needs to do to succeed. He doesn't care. But then slowly you see these kind of cracks in his shell that you're like, okay, here are his weaknesses that then ultimately throw him over at the end of the movie. But I kind of want some... That's because they introduced Thrawn. Or I'm sorry, (laughs) not Thrawn. um, uh, Tarkin. Sure. But I'm saying like, that being said... I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, that being said, I think villain wise... The only ones that if you were to ask me, like, who are the big baddies of Star Wars, I'd say Darth Vader and the Emperor. But I wouldn't even say Emperor in The Rise of Skywalker. I would say Emperor in the prequels and the original trilogy, because the one that Mm -hmm. came back in The Rise of Skywalker wasn't that bad, which we're not even going to get into that. But it just wasn't as calculated as he was in the prequels and the original trilogy that he's causing so much damage. 
Whereas I feel like that's kind of the sign of a great villain is not only someone that kind of is strategic and calculated, which we see from uh, Moff Gideon in the end of The Mandalorian season one. We see that he's naming facts of each person. He knows all their names. He knows their story, like stuff that no one knows. He knows he is calculated, strategic. He has a plan, like James said, he's ready to go and Ultimately, what throws him over is a vehicle, which we see happen to other characters like Kylo Ren, where Rey takes his vehicle down. So it's not necessarily that he's weak. It's that the vehicle put him in that position. Um, So I think that Moff Gideon and I think the actor himself, Giancarlo Esposito, is known for playing these characters that are just bad guys. Now, look, I love a well-rounded character like anyone. I love what they did with Kylo Ren from TFA to The Last Jedi. It made me completely change my opinion about him. However, when I'm looking at a villain, I love to hate people. I, like, really enjoy it. So I really want someone that (laughs) is fun to hate, you know, fun to just be, like, rooting against, to be like, ugh, they are the worst Um, And that's what makes these adventure stories and Star Wars in particular fun because you were rooting um, when I was growing up. I was rooting for Luke and Leia and Han to beat the Emperor and and the Empire and Darth Vader. I was rooting for the good guys. So it's nice to get back to that basic element of good guys, bad guys. And I think that Moff Gideon could be that character that kind of gets us back on track of that very basic storytelling that maybe isn't as deep as some of stories that we've gotten, like The Last Jedi, where there's all these multi-levels. But sometimes you don't need that. You just want straightforward. And with this, I just want a really fun show that, yeah, gets deep here and there. But, like, I want to have fun watching it. Yeah. And I want a bad guy that's just going to cause damage, cause problems. And I assume that at the end of season two, he's caused so much damage that the Mandalorian doesn't know what to do next. And that's where we're going to go into season three is now he's got to kind of pick up the pieces and and get back on track because he won, so to speak, season one, uh, season one, he won in the battle. I could see that season two, Moff Gideon's going to win. And then season three is that who's going to win now? Like, how are we going to fix this? Um, And that's kind of the ultimate goal you want from a bad guy. You don't want a guy that always gets beat. You want a guy that wins sometimes that that puts difficult positions for the good guys. Yeah. Um, and I don't have to, I don't want to have to feel sorry for him or be like, Oh, he lost his mother. Like, I just want a bad guy that is just a terrible person. I agree. And <laughs> you don't, you don't need to have your villain have some sort of moral dilemma in order for them to be a well written, well arced, character there are plenty of crazy people in this world that they're just crazy i think there's something going on now with star wars fans where they see the model from the original trilogy with darth vader and they see it replicated with kylo ren and they feel like that is what star wars is supposed to be with your bad guys the whole everyone could come back thing and i think that's a mistake um we need more palpatines in this in this franchise and i think moff gideon is that in terms of He's not going to be like the general uh, Hummel in The Rock where at the very end he's like, you're right, I made a mistake. He's like, oh, you know, what what have I done? Like, I think this guy is going to die a villain. And I think that's going to be 
great and i think he's going to be, be such a payoff i yeah. think he's going to be a very fleshed out well-told yeah. character so I, I i don't believe the whole myth that you need to have this moral dilemma in order to be a, a well-made villain in star wars so uh, we definitely but, sorry i was okay. gonna say we yeah. definitely did go into that in when we were headed into the rise of skywalker because there there was a lot of people that was pulling for the redemption of Ben Solo and, and other people saying, no, that guy's irredeemable. And that that was the point was like, no, but you can always be saved. Right, and I was like, right. I, I always had this like other side note. I was like, can you though? Cause like you're nobody here is arguing to try to redeem the emperor through love, right? you know, so, or provide some sort of alternate thing to him for the emperor to come back from his ways. It's like, no, I think everybody here wants to see this bad guy yes right die die right die 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 dead right because he's the bad guy and 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 that's i mean I agree. there would be no greater win to redeem you know the evilest of evil um if that really is what true it's true star wars is about so i mean i was i was on i was on the fence with the whole like ben solo redemption i was the middle gra- middle man there um, and it, it's I not think. just limited to that i feel like there is always this thing now um where it you know it, it's one thing with the ben solo thing because he's the kid of han and leia and i get that but uh, with other characters that's what my thing was pe- with him it's people, like a, yeah people feel like you know oh well I, I like it better with you know even with like i said with the comics on monday with the vader and oh he's so tortured and stuff like no let, let vader have his run as evil and he can come back and that's fine i get that that's that family let's put the skywalkers on the shelf for a bit um lace you brought up a great point about the force awakens in terms of the villains that jj set up you had Phasma. They marketed the heck out of her being this new, awesome female leader of the Stormtroopers villain. Hux was so evil in The Force Awakens. He was. You had that whole speech. You had Snoke, and we were like, who is this dude? Like, what is he all about? And then mm-hmm. you had Kylo Ren. Like, if you had four new, set-up, awesome villains, and, uh, you know, Ryan killed off Phasma... He kind of clowned Hux a little bit. And this isn't me hating on Ryan because I think he did. He, he made a great movie. I, I love The Last Jedi. Uh, but um, then you're left with Snoke. He killed him. And then you have Kylo Ren left. And that's it. So all of a sudden, you know, you hand it back over. And it's like, oh, man. Well, you, you hooked up my G.I. Joe's to the fireworks. And there's only a couple left. Uh, <laughs> what do we do here? So I, I think, you know, they had an opportunity to launched this new set of villains and it it fell flat uh and can maybe th- I, can i jump maybe in that goes quick? back so, to the uh, planning of the overall trilogy thing but i don't know yeah mm-hmm. what's up um just because Lacey mentioned too that when she talked about the emperor she was saying you know not in the rise of skywalker and i agree with what she was saying there um so the 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 thing that i think potentially could be the reason that because we kind of had this idea from the second movie empire strikes back that the emperor was really the guy. And then in the third, the third movie, by the time we got to him, we're like, Oh, we get it. You are the one that was like in command of this whole thing. And potentially, I I mean, I don't know. You can't rewrite history, but if they would have just told us that, like in the third movie, I don't know if we would have had that time to, to say, I, I mean, I wasn't really speculating at the, you know, 1980 to 1983, but I definitely could tell you right now, that had Kylo in The Last Jedi cut Snoke in half, they do the whole battle, and she's like, 
she's like, you need to come with me in the resistance. And he's like, no, you're going to come with me. We're going to go meet who's really in charge. Snoke's leader, the emperor, the old emperor. He's not dead. Oh, yeah. He's the one who's been commanding this whole thing from the start. And we're going to go learn from him or, di- or kill him yeah. together or something yeah. like that. Immediately, I think his return in the rise of Skywalker would have been like, I can't wait to see That's a great how they're point. going to present yeah. his whole like yeah. over our, arcing uh, command over the first order and how all of this stuff has really been under his presence the whole time whereas when we didn't get it till the trailer it felt like oh wait a minute I thought this was supposed to be like Kylo Ren's story or I thought this was like Snoke and Rey and as we're all losing know, our just, minds when the trailer hits and that laugh hits absolutely <laughs> but I mean like you, you just yeah I was actually losing it more for you John than I was for myself to be honest like I was like okay but like I was more excited for you because you're a huge Palpatine fan yeah um yeah. but you know we've I feel like we've said it before I've heard someone say this and I completely agree um, and this plays into kind of the bad guy thing with Star Wars, especially with the sequel trilogy, is The Last Jedi is a great movie. I don't think it's a good sequel. I don't think it sets up things great as a second part of a three-part series. That I, being said, yeah. like, kind of what you brought up, John, is like, we had so many awesome bad guys coming out of The Force Awakens that I was ecstatic i was like these have nothing to do with the old movies Hux, but yet Hux they're just as bad special i honestly thought going into the last jedi before we saw it that hux was gonna be like one of the ultimate bad guys if not the second guy to snoke with the idea that okay maybe kylo will eventually turn because he he's han and leia's son but like that speech in The Force Awakens that that Huck Hux gives, mm-hmm. Donald Gleason did that in like one take. Yeah, it was like great. it was ultimate bad guy. He looks insane in that movie, and I was so pumped to see where they were going to take that character. And I just feel like he got clowned in the last. Uh, Jedi. He, he did. He turned into a lunatic. And I think it's because. There was a lot of emphasis on that theory of, oh, bad guys in Star Wars have to be redeemed. They have to be, you know, go from bad to good. And with Ben Solo in particular, I get it. I was rooting for it because he's Han and Leia's kid. I get it. But ultimately, we talked about this back in January when the whole kind of script thing leaked from Colin Trevorrow's thing where Kylo went full bad. I actually preferred that more. I just wanted the full, like, yeah. let's just do this. Let's mm-hmm. commit to something here instead of doing this, like, half in, half out. Yeah. Not really sure what we're doing. He's kind of bad, but then, like, he cries in his room sometimes, and you're like, okay, which one is it? Like, is he going to be a bad guy or and no? Look, like, we, <laughs> it's funny, like, our conversations always lead themselves down certain directions and here we are and we've probably spent the last 20 minutes not talking about moff gideon so because he has such a potential to be a good bad guy that i have nothing to say in the sense of oh well they didn't do this right because he's just that good so thinking you know thinking about him and you know we we obviously did a nice job right there just reflecting on the recent past and even the prequel trilogy original trilogy and now as we look towards the future here with this character like I keep in my head, and he may start having rage fits in season two for all we know. But, yeah. but if he if he doesn't, I kind of like that because it's like that line in a Silence of the Lambs when they're like, he killed the nurse 
and his pulse never got above 85 as he ate her tongue and it's like <laughs> that is horrifying yeah like to to be if someone is that calm like sitting on a park bench sipping on a coffee while they're doing and threatening the things that they are, I think that is way more evil than seeing Darth Vader run down a hallway with a lightsaber. Because you're like, yes. okay, I know that guy and what he's all about. This guy, I can't even get a read on this guy. Like, I don't know so what he's capable of. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm so interested and probably more so the fact that we haven't really seen this guy in Star Wars. Um because so, Krennic had those rage fits and, and temper tantrums and stuff. Krennic was oh, Krennic is oh, was always was the beta. He Showboat. was always like the like he wants to be that and like mm-hmm. you know he yeah. Who need if, I, if, I if, you, if you need if you need to say you're the director, you're not the director. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I, I'm the team captain, saying, but I also no, you're not. That guy is who didn't have to say it. Yeah, <laughs> I I do think they they downplayed Krennic at times to showcase to to nod back to Tarkin though. Sure, yeah. Sure. I yeah. I think that that was written as like, hey, I have this really good idea for this evil character and then somewhere along the process they're like oh well let's write in Tarkin let's make him we uh, we think we can pull it off let's do it and then at that point you you can't have Krennic out villain Tarkin because of course so Tarkin was the calm this guy legacy yeah. aspect so to he, it hear me out so what did yeah. what did they need to do to elevate Kylo Ren in the sequel trilogy to prove that he's a bad guy have him kill Han Solo right that's when I left the theater the first time I ever saw that, I would say even the 10th time, I hated him. So, right. So it worked. I think everyone did. <laughs> then look at Moff Gideon. What are they going to make this guy do to be like, oh my God, this guy, I want this guy to be dead. I think, uh, you know, we've been tossing around. A lot of people are thinking that he's going to end up with the child at the very end of the season, carrying over to he season He could three. blow up Cara Dune's home planet. I mean, been there, done that. <laughs> right? I think you a, have a, a to see some... Moff did that. I, I think you have to show the, the extent he goes to to get his way. So maybe it's not taking baby yoda because i think or not like torturing or anything of baby yoda because that would be like crazy but like showing him test other creatures to give you the idea of what could be done to baby yoda when it gets taken we're pretty sure baby yoda is gonna get taken by him so but i mean they're not gonna show it so i'm saying showing other things happening to other creatures gets your mind going because kind of like you've said before john with jaws like when they don't show the shark it's scarier than when they do show the shark it's kind of like if they They show you punch baby yoda though they did that is true that is true and everybody was mortified including myself but But through the bag potentially showing this guy like putting him in something and then showing like shocks on his face while we hear. Oh, baby stop! I can't even. I can't even I'm think. Just saying, the like they're not I, showing it. I think but they're like, going. You know, he's like the worst of the worst. Or flashing or something. If yeah. you if if Favreau writes yeah. uh, the Mandalorian like a play, this is where there's going to be heavy conflict in Act Two, right? So I think they're going to go full foot on the gas with Gideon here and I think he is personally going to have to do damage and not necessarily delegate people to do damage we're going right, to see him right. I think we're going to see a dark saber go through grief Karga's chest I think he's going to kill grief Karga mm-hmm. um, I think that's possible yeah I think 
depending on who else they bring in out of familiar characters, I can't really touch on that, but I think there's going to be an issue. I think I think Ahsoka's showing up in the show, and I think there's going to be an issue there. Or but, burn down Omera's village or something. Could you imagine? Right. That would be a, a huge thing if he kills her. Are you kidding? Um, we, we, he could kill Ahsoka. He could. He could. That would be, I mean, that would be amazing. Like because that would take him to a height we've never seen. Like fans, fans would hate yeah. him. Yeah, it's Dave Filoni saying, "Oh, we're gonna kill off Ahsoka and Rebels," and then he says, "Nah, well, I'll hold off on that." And then Can it's like, imagine? "Dude, there's when? When are you gonna kill Ahsoka? She has to die." Because in the Rise of Skywalker, they're, yeah. they're gonna kill her, there's, saving Ezra. I think. I mean, whatever whatever they tended, whatever they go with. I mean, I don't know. I can't really find a better way to like push your live action character crea- creation. I mean, by that's elevating being, into a, by it ending yeah. what what fans recognize yeah. as your greatest success. And I, I think are we all agreeing that he's ending up in possession of Baby Yoda at the end of the season? And yes, not, uh, absolutely. Not, not not like does he have him? Like definitely no, has him. He's gonna have him. I do too. I, and you're gonna hear Baby Yoda cry or something, and it's gonna be heartbreaking. I think so too. I definitely think so. You, so you're, you're thinking, oh, man. so you Mandalorian's going to be I, down I on his luck, lost everything. So, someone yeah. died. He has no baby Yoda. Yeah. He's you're, so you know how there. the end of season one, it was grief, Kara, Mando, baby Yoda. And they're like, all right, you know, we're going to go here. We're going to go here. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. It's going to look similar to that, except grief's gone. So it's going to be just Kara and just Mando because the baby's gone too. And they're going to be like, what do we, what the hell do we do now? Or he's all alone. Or he could be off. That'd be that'd be that'd be very Clint Eastwood. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's interesting. So I mean, I just, imagine uh, if they have Baby Yoda having Flash, kind of like a callback to his own thing, where he puts the baby into something to hide it, mm. and then they come and open the doors and take the baby, just like he got yeah. pulled out, but like in a bad way. I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot of potential here, and it, it's getting me more and more excited for the show. Um, especially not knowing where they're going. I love that. Um, so, uh, final thoughts. Um, who did I start? I started this with uh, James. So, Lacey, final thoughts on Moff Gideon. Um, do you think he is at least for now, uh, until we get to these other series and potential movies? Is he the answer? Is he going to deliver? that cure of that uh, Star Wars villain problem that we at TRB, maybe everyone else out there doesn't think there's a problem mm-hmm. that we at TRB thinks, uh, think there is. Absolutely. I think he, the actor himself, Giancarlo Esposito is someone that plays these evil, evil dudes that are willing to throw anybody under the bus, willing to get anybody out of their way to succeed. And we have to remember that John Favreau wrote this part for him. So all the That's other things point. he's seen from him were written into this part as the ultimate evil guy, calculating, specific, strategic guy. So I think he absolutely will be one of and maybe could potentially be one of the best bad guy we've ever had in Star Wars. If he becomes the guy that just does terrible things that never gets redeemed and is just a, he's going to be the ultimate bad guy. Like, I would take that over Palpatine because Vader, you have to look at the end of his story where he comes back. So he's not ultimately the baddest of the bad. Like, right. he, Moff Gideon could be the bad guy of Star Wars that everyone goes, he is. He's the guy. He's the villain. 
Yeah. Um, to not just us as Star Wars fans, but to outside fans that this is really their first entry yeah. into Star Wars. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, man, yeah. James, what do you got to close this out? I don't know. Maybe I'm being <laughs> maybe I'm being a little pessimist, but I, I don't I don't think he could ever beat Darth Vader. I don't think you're ever gonna get there. And I know I know your argument of the the change at the end, but I don't know. Um it's amazing that we went this entire argument without mentioning Gus from Breaking Bad though. Sure. Um because that guy never gets redeemed. Um and that guy for a lot of people is is the villain of that show sure um, is is the one you know and seasons five and um and six right or is it just, just five, five seasons just five seasons that fifth season i think feels a little bit attacked on and it, and it's um it's a little bit more like the biggest villain more or less kind of becomes him and his struggles with his own whatever mm-hmm. but i think if you're ever talking about like a, a character fighting a you know, an actual like villain, someone they need to defeat that show is successful because of seasons one through four, all leading up to yeah. the, uh, the inevitable death and defeat of that character played by this, this person. And it's one of the, you know, I think it goes down. It's like one of the greatest shows of all time. And what Lacey was saying is exactly on point that Favreau was like, I wrote this for you. It's like you, I don't, I don't feel like you write it for Giancarlo Esposito unless you've seen how bad he <laughs> can be. Of, yeah. Probably one of the greatest shows of all time and him being the main villain of that show and how exactly he was this. And in like, other stuff too. Perfectly calculated, yeah. calm, never really ever, you know, I can't remember a moment where like Gus ever like freaked out or anything like, you know, on anybody. He was just always like, if you do that, then I'll have to take away your privileges. And, you know? yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. it's like, oh, he means he's gonna kill my wife and son. Right. <laughs> like, right. Oh, that's what he means. <laughs> All of your personal yeah, exactly. amenities will be removed from your life. What? Yeah, which is which is funny too, because it kind of sounds like, uh, and if you if you don't do it this time, you'll all be out of options. Oh yeah, kind of, dried, dried boss. Yeah, as he's uh, eating like really Jello. Like, how do you how do you make yourself yeah. look, look accessible? And then you're like, oh, by the way, uh, this Jello is fantastic, but I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> yeah, right. I want to I want to throw <laughs> it in there too. I know it's a final thought, and I'm going way off topic here, but like. I actually think there's a potential that the worst, like the most morally stray character in Force Awakens might actually be Phasma. But you can only know that if you've read the book. Right, right. I'm just going to throw it out there that that character, that character is like what we're describing. Like a Moff Gideon like, oh, I need to be on top. My brother, not on top. Yeah, I'm just gonna put this knife in you, and there now I'm better than you. Yeah, it's like she's absolutely insane. Uh, Go read that book. (laughs) Um, so I think yeah, I don't think we'll ever. It's like, like is is Metallica ever gonna write? a hit as big as Enter Sandman. They're never going to do it. They could write 10 more records and it's never going to happen. That's Darth Vader. I don't like, it's just, they, they, Star Wars's best record came out in their early stuff, right? But I think they could still make some good, 
hits. And I think Moff Gideon could be one of those big hits. Like the the when the stones like made their revival. So um, when I think about that, his scene where he arrives and he delivers that speech is Darth Vader showing up with his hands on his hips in a new hope. And people are like, wow, I remember that scene when the stormtroopers blast the door and you're like, who's coming through that door? And it's Darth Vader. Oh yeah. That's and he Batmans it. He's yeah, like, oh, he just stay, he Batmans it. These guys. And he looks around and he just keeps walking. You don't hear him talk yet. You're like, oh wow. So that's this guy's <laughs> scene showing up there with all those troops giving that speech with that, the spaceship that goes Ooh. i love that his tie fighter um giving his like version of quint speech in jaws just that monologue like here's the deal this is what's going on like you're gonna listen to me now pete that's gonna be the iconic moment for this character and i almost feel like star wars having that still with characters shows its vitality because it could star wars could easily be some very flimsy, surfacey tribute to what it used to be. And we're getting iconic moments with new characters 40 years later. That is massive. And I think if they take this character from that and give us more and develop him more, we're in for a hell of an awesome ride with a great bad guy. So I think we may be on to something great here. I hope they don't knock him out season two and show that she dies episode one i would uh, i'll throw everything in the air and just be like you gotta be and then the new bad guy shows up and it's like thrown i'm gonna be like you gotta be kidding me like um i i hope not but you know i think we're in for for really good things and you know uh we'll see what happens in uh four weeks from tomorrow and i'm excited to talk about the mando fan show and all that stuff so uh that wraps it up on on this discussion um let us know what you think in the comments and hit us up uh on twitter too so on the comments on youtube uh shoot us a message on you uh uh tweet at us at rbatswnn let us know what you think does star wars have a villain problem we've been saying that for a while in this podcast i know all of you don't agree with that but if you do agree with that is this the answer and even if you don't agree with us do you think this is the next wave in awesome Star Wars villains? We seem we seem to think so, and hopefully everyone else does too. Uh, but either way, we're all excited about the Mandalorian, right? But uh, now, speaking of you hitting us up on Twitter, we're going to send it to Lacey to close the show out uh, in Resistance Transmissions. All right, guys. It's time for Resistance Transmissions. <laughs> so as you guys know, every week... John puts up a crazy, wacky situation on Twitter. And you guys give your answers. So I've never seen what the scenario is. I don't know what you said. I avoid the Twitter account on days that he puts these up. So I appreciate it, by the way. People have stopped tagging me in them, and I really appreciate it, by the way. Really, <laughs> really nice. Know. Really, really nice. Okay. So the situation is uh, Moff Gideon has been invited to his first hashtag Star Wars villain character brunch. <laughs> but no seats are left where, when he arrives. Pick any Star Wars villain. What does Gideon say to them to make them give, the, give him their seat? <laughs> I love brunch, by the way. Um, brunch is really good. I love a good brunch. Yeah. All right. First up is Lang Lassiter at the Lang Lassiter. Hey, Lang, what's up? He said to Bosk, you think you know what brunch is? I assure you that you do not. <laughs> <laughs> is that a line? Uh, it's basically one of the lines he says to 
Oh, that's so clever. I got to rewatch, guys. Got to go into a rewatch. Okay. Imagine Bosk eating brunch. It's like... It's just his tit... Yeah, under the table toes. like <laughs> he uses his foot to grab like a croissant like <laughs> a croissant croissant yeah. i i picture him eating an apple he like peels he it he could peel it with his little no like he eats just the whole apple <laughs> have you guys <laughs> like it just goes down his throat <laughs> have you guys seen the twitter account that's just gripping food and it's like pictures of people holding food and then going like this and squishing it like, that's what I picture with Bosk. Like, he mm. goes to just mm. eat things and it's just... Either way, he, he's not a, uh, a well-mannered eater, we would assume. No. Yeah. Up next is Beer Fet Bethany at beer underscore Fet. Hey, Bethany, what's up? Uh, she said, Moff Gideon, <laughs> if there are any folks at this table who have been killed by the Darksaber and don't want to be killed again, I suggest you move. <laughs> oh, there's more. Pre Vizsla looks up. Moff Gideon makes eye contact. Pre Vizsla silence. Moff Gideon silence. Pre Vizsla gets up, shuffles to stand in the corner. <laughs> the way this is separated in the notes, it looked like a, a second one. Sorry. Yeah. It's okay. It's not your fault. Um, up next is Adam Odal at Odal Adam. What up, Adam? He said, Moff Gideon, I require your seat. I will give it back after I finish eating. The client, how do I know you will give it back? Moff Gideon, if you're asking me if you can trust me, you cannot. Just as you betrayed me last week by eating my fries, I would gladly break any promise. You can't be taking people's fries. Like, if you want fries, order fries. You know what I mean? Like, you know you want fries. Just order the fries. You guys ever go to, like, Arby's and you order, like, you get, like, one straight fry and you're curly? I haven't had Arby's in some time, but that happens almost every time I've been to an Arby's. Yeah, it's like the, any any place that serves curly and yeah. uh, straight, whatever, whichever one you order, you're bound to get one right. stray right. in mm. your thing. Yeah. Next up is Brian Pothier at B Pothier. Hey, Brian. What up? He said to Kylo Ren, don't you have a Cure concert to go to, you emer, emo poser wannabe villain? <laughs> Fetch me a pack of death sticks and don't ever let me see that mop head of yours at this brunch again. Oh, oh man. Kylo just starts crying. He's Dropping like, the hammer. Uh, next is Mark at the kind of vacants. It's actually at duh underscore kind underscore awakens. And Mark said, Hux sees Kylo Ren go to the bathroom, leaving an open seat. Hux, Moff Gideon, quick, sit in the seat. Gideon, why are you helping me? Hux, I don't care if you eat. I just need Kylo Ren to starve. (laughs) Nice. Oh, Mark's always good at those. Next is Ryan Davis at Ryan Q. Davis. Hey, Ryan. He says, Emperor Palpatine, I understand that he's your former apprentice, but does Maul really need to sit down? He doesn't have any. He doesn't even have legs. (laughs) <laughs> yeah true. Uh, very true next is grim tash also died by the dark saber yes mm. no he didn't no no sorry he killed previously with the dark saber. he died by a kenoba saber yeah mm-hmm. kenobi uh next up is grim tash alderon at grim tash a and they I said the, i wonder what the a stands for i don't know alderon <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. We got ourselves uh, a detective here, folks. Home planet? <laughs> My deductive reasoning says. Uh, Caradoon's home planet. 
Yes. Yeah, uh, was. Gideon to Snoke. There is no need for you to be attending this brunch. You are the only one here proven to be easily replaced. Oh, <laughs> I mean, man. it's not a lie. Guys, if you want to be on the show, first of all, thanks for your answers. But mm. if you want to be on the show, make sure to follow us on Twitter at RBATSWNN. And every week, John puts up a scenario for you guys to give your answers. And it's fun. We have a good time. Back to you, John. Listen, I want to thank everybody for listening and watching and being a part of the TRB community. Uh, we are growing, so that's uh, thanks to all of you uh, because I know a lot of you spread the word, and that really is uh, a big part of the way we're able to grow. A lot of people don't know about Star Wars podcasts, uh, so let alone our podcast. So uh, if you know anybody who likes Star Wars, do us a favor. Just share one of our videos or uh, show them us on Spotify. Let them know about TRB because uh, you know it's a good time. So let them know it's a good time. We're and cool sometimes. You get to watch and hang uh, with friends over Star Wars. It's even better, right? So we appreciate everyone spreading the word. Make sure if you're not, subscribe to the show on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, of course, YouTube, uh, any of the other audio platforms, wherever you prefer to get the podcast. Obviously, every Monday and Thursday and the Mando Fan Show coming up four weeks from tomorrow uh, on um, uh, every Friday. So we have a lot of content coming at you so make sure you do subscribe so you don't uh miss out and a lot of people have been like tweeting at us like oh, i'm four weeks behind on trb i gotta catch up on eight episodes and they like binge us for like eight hours imagine hanging out with us for eight hours jeez so subscribe so you don't have to do that now i know why people unfollow me <laughs> <laughs> um so uh i want to thank um everyone on uh our patreon for supporting us because we were able to do our solo commentary last friday because we hit our certain goal and usually our commentaries are just for the patreon page we actually just started doing uh mandalorian commentaries too which are just on there but because we are the make solo two happen crew we wanted to make that a special thing so we want to thank all of our patrons at patreon.com slash resistance broadcast uh it really goes a long way uh for uh what we're able to do so if you want to support us tier start at two dollars a month uh, and we have a lot of content over there uh, constantly, including our mini episodes where sometimes things get off the rails. You see some of our teaser clips, I'm sure, on Twitter. Uh, it's a lot of content. It's a really good time and it's a really great community, too. So if you are thinking about it, uh, sign up and uh, we promise a great time. I want to uh, say special thanks to our generals, uh, Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, John Reese, Micah Harrison, Michael Gaines, Jetta Rosewater, Bethany, Russ Harbison, and Kendall Gellner. Thank you, generals, for all of your support. Make sure you're going to StarWarsNewsNet.com for all of your Star Wars news, teespring.com slash shop slash resistance broadcast for our gear. If you want to pick up some swag, you can't pick this up anymore, I don't think, but... Um, we have a lot of cool stuff over there for you to pick up. Uh, we may still have some Make Solo 2 Happen pins. So if you haven't gotten yours yet, get it. Because we're going to spread the word for Make Solo 2 Happen. If you don't have a pin on your backpack or wherever, your jean jacket. I don't know where people put their pins. Uh, you guys can find me uh, figuring out where to put pins. On Twitter at Johnny Hoey and at StarWarsNewsNet.com. James? They just get a pin and then they go to Disneyland and trade them. Get it? Oh, well, hey, as long as people have it. Uh, spread the makes all to happen love imagine alden gets um, one via a trade like he's like what is this oh more work for me all right you like go to disneyland and you like look at the 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 trader and you're like is that alden Ehrenreich over there <laughs> like, like <laughs> <laughs> that'd be amazing yeah yeah you just like walk over and you're like you were in solo and he's like yeah i actually this is weird i just got this pin from this trader <laughs> 
like, that's my pin. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Myra Trunks. Lazy. Two things really quick. Uh, first, today's the last day for you guys to enter our giveaway, which is a kind of make soul to happen giveaway or happening with our friends over at Jewelry Brands. Um, we're giving away a Han Solo dice keychain. So you can take it wherever you go, whatever adventures you go on, mm. assuming it's in a car or anything that needs keys, I guess. Uh, you a can win wired v- speeder. Yeah, you can uh, enter via Twitter or Instagram. So you have two chances to win. So make sure to check out our channels for that. And then two, make sure to check out Star Wars Newsnet later today. Um, I got a chance to talk with Hasbro, and I definitely asked them if Ray's lightsaber is happening. So you knew it was going to happen. I asked them that question. So we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Anyway, right. you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin. All right, that is the end of the show. Uh, the word is giddy for Gideon. I was going to say giddy for Gideon. So, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so if you stay to the end and you're a diehard TRB fan, tweet at us uh, or quote tweet the episode, whatever you want to do, or, or comment on YouTube. Uh, giddy for Gideon, and we'll know that you stick with us till the end, and that means <laughs> you are... You, that means you really like us, and we really appreciate that. Because we have to stick around to the end, so you should too. Uh, so everyone enjoy your weekends. Uh, we hope everyone's doing well out there. Stay safe. We got uh, it's October now. Yeah, it's October. So let the leaves change, let the leaves fall, and that means Mando is on the way. But we'll be back with you guys on Monday morning with another episode right here on the Resistance Broadcast. We'll see you around, kids. <laughs>